I'm Alex Cox. Hi, I'm not Savannah Million. I'm Rosemary Orchard. And this is Roboism, a show about robots, technology, AI, isms, but mostly robots. And this week, we have a guest. Yay! Rosemary Orchard. How are you doing today? I'm really well. How are you, Alex? I'm doing all right. I've gotten back from uh, having walking pneumonia, which is kind of like a uh, sort of... Mm, zombie type situation. So uh, I, I had my voice was a little bit robotic and low and creepy, but I got to use a nebulizer for the first time. And I didn't know what that was, but it's basically this cool thing that um, pushes, doesn't just push air into your lungs, but a fun, uh, I don't exactly remember what it is. I've been referring to it as special doctor vapor. Um <laughs> <laughs> And it helps you breathe. Um, and now I have an inhaler and I'm feeling much better. Uh, and, and so I'm sort of feeling like a, even more of a cyborg, which yeah. leads me to ask you, do you think you're a cyborg? I don't think so. Like, I've, I've not found like any suspicious metal plates inside of me. And like, if I poke myself with something sharp, I do bleed. <laughs> and I try and avoid doing that on a regular basis. But I got a paper cut the other day and I was like, oh my God, there's blood everywhere. So. But what about like, we'll get into this. You use so many things to automate your life with other sorts of tech and other sorts of um, cool hardware and software is not is that not like what a cyborg is like a human that is improved by technology? Well, technically, yes. Uh, though I would very much like it if we could avoid the whole Skynet thing, where you know, taking <laughs> over the world, killing people, stuff like that. You know, just let's let's try and stick to the good side. I think, uh, yeah, if, if we're going for just improvements, yeah, definitely cyborg like. I'm a I'm of the opinion basically that anybody who even wears glasses is sort of a cyborg. People always go to Skynet and I'm like no, we we need we need the goodies to be like we yeah. don't want the baddies on the cyborg side. We want to embrace like all of this great stuff, um, even if we still bleed when we have paper cuts. <laughs> yes, well, I do have glasses. I'm most, I mostly wear contact lenses. Today is a glasses day. Um, but yes, they, they're definitely extremely helpful. And I wouldn't be able to do pretty much anything without them, including I just trip over my own feet all the time. So yeah, glasses are good. Definitely. So really, you're an upgraded, like your eyes are kind of upgraded from the mm -hmm. typical. Oh, wow. See, you're out yeah, of my yeah. league already. Uh, well, my optician told me last time I had an eye test with my contact lenses because they did the same where they were like, where are your contact lenses for this bit? And then he was like, yeah, better than 2020 vision. Oh, like, my gosh. Yes. yes. You are totally a cyborg. That's so cool. Yeah. I, it's it's really useful as well. I can actually see everything. So it's <laughs> way better than just like not wearing contact lenses and blundering around and being like, that wall. Where did this thing come from? Well, before we get too into it, um, can you tell me who are you? Well, uh, I'm a geeky nerd. Uh, I love to like program and stuff. I'm a developer is my day job, uh, mostly web-based applications. I work at a university in Australia. I'm originally from the UK, and uh, yeah, I, I love to geek out about automation. So it's basically who I am. You, I've I've been following your work for a while now, um, and for a long time I was like, this can't be a real person's name because it's just too perfect. It's it's like a superhero name, basically. And when <laughs> when I found out, I don't want to compromise your opsec or anything, but that you actually went <laughs> by Rosemary Orchard. I'm like, oh wow, this is just perfect, wonderful. Yeah, if I'd been a boy, I would have been called Jack. 
And as I said to my parents, like, <laughs> what kind of name is that? Like, you came up with the perfect <laughs> girl's name, like, literally perfect. Like, there's nothing better than this. It's it's just a win from here. And then, like, if I'd been a boy, you would have called me Jack. <laughs> like, wh- what is that? Like, no, no. And of course, as well, uh, it, Titanic wasn't out then, but it's Jack and Rose. So it's mm-hmm. like, oh, my gosh, seriously, <gasps> what were you guys doing? Wow. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that's, yeah, I'm very glad I ended up being a girl. Just just for the name, for the, for the name, if nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> so you are a geek and a self a self-proclaimed geek and programmer what's your yes. background how did you get into that uh i was a teacher and uh i got fed up with too much administration so i started by <laughs> automating a bunch of stuff with that i was doing and uh just improving my workflows i listened to a bunch of mac power users episodes read david's paperless book and was like i can make this better and there's unfortunately a limit at the point that you can stop making things better mm-hmm. and once i reached that limit i decided that actually i wasn't really happy with my job like i love teaching and i love the kids but the administration was just too much and mm-hmm. i was a traveling teacher so i was spending all my time on the road uh like in a new school every single week uh, living in hotels wow. which i mean sounds fun and it was great but after a while it gets wearing so i talked to my boyfriend and i said to go back to university and study programming and i started doing that oh gosh 2015 and I studied at the Technical University of Vienna for a year and a half and then I got offered a full-time job programming because I programmed a little package checker for work Uh, I was working as a student assistant and I got fed up of there were paper folders and I had to manually email people and I was like what is this automate it please automate it let's make this easier for everybody so I wrote that and my boss saw it and was like you can actually like do useful stuff like do you want a full-time job and i'm like yes yes please Uh, it was one of those things it was like this thing is really annoying me and i talked to a couple of the other student assistants and they were like yeah it's pretty annoying yeah and i was like all right then i'm writing a program for it Mm -hmm. so uh, yeah i did that was that was a challenge i mocked it up in workflow actually to start with I am, uh, and for people who don't know, uh, Workflow is the iOS app that was acquired by Apple and now is turning into, uh, Apple acquired it and is turning it into shortcuts, which will be out this fall with iOS 12. And it just enables all of this automation goodness. And I'm like bursting with excitement because I'm kind of an an automaton, automaton, it's such a hard word to say, in training, I I, I think, because um, I started listening to Mac Power users another wonderful show on Relay when I was, uh, I think, in middle school, like from the very beginning, uh, because, yay, free podcasts, amazing. And I, But I kind of got out of the game when, um, you know, I, I went to film school and there's not a ton you can automate or th- so I thought. Um, and it, it, I also the same situation where whenever I had to do something, I, I would keep a running list of things that annoyed me. So anytime I had to do something at least three times that bothered me, I would be like, OK, how can I make my computer do this so I don't have to? Uh, and, mm-hmm. and that's now people like you inspire inspire me to be um the kind of person to try to like, all right, so I really don't like downloading all of these Amazon receipts. I really don't like saving all of these websites. How can I, how can I make this not part of my job and secretly push a button and have it done for me? And it's wonderful. I, I'm actually interested. What is, what would you say is your definition of automation in like a tweet length? 
140 or 280 characters? We'll go go 280. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Making your devices do something for you to either do it faster, entirely automatically, or more accurately. That is, wow. I don't even know if that's 140. That's amazing. I I don't know either, but uh, yeah, some... More than one syllable words in there. That's a good start, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do a total dad joke. Me like, hmm, you should do this for a living. You're so good at it. Uh, <laughs> so what are you currently doing in the world of automation? Well, uh, apart from uh, playing with the shortcuts beta, just because that's so much fun, uh, <laughs> adding like system level actions to a bunch of my previously existing workflows, uh, I uh, I actually automate stuff for a living. So um, my my job at work was to basically take a bunch of stuff from one system and put it in another system and create a user interface so that people could add stuff in the middle, just because we needed a bit more information than was coming out of one system. Um, and it started by being that, and I've just grown into writing a bunch of systems so for example uh, we have a disk shutter system at work which we migrated servers yesterday and uh so i i created that so that people could drop off like hard drives and usb sticks and mobile phones that they want securely destroyed because there was data on them uh some of you might be familiar with gdpr the european data regulation which mm-hmm. basically means like any personal data has to be securely destroyed and removed and so on and uh we've had the disk shredder system for a while but it, it emails people and it tells tells certain people like hey guys you need to go and do this and then it tells the person like by the way your, your drive has been securely destroyed so they've got a receipt and they get a nice pdf of it and everything and uh that that's one of the things i've been working on recently just to you know help help things be done more accurately and a little bit more easily for everybody so it's not a case if somebody drops off this box of hard drives and we're like who, who dropped that off it was that guy <laughs> that guy that always thinks that we know his name and we don't know his name oh right that guy yeah, I don't know his name either. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of part of my day job, um, except when my boss gives me hard drives, I just uh, drill a hole through it and then recycle it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that could work too. We have like a whole setup with like a degausser and there's something that looks like an iron bar that just like fla- uh, smashes the discs in two if they're big discs or we have a shredder for small <gasps> devices wow. uh, which is fun you can put like an entire phone in the shredder uh, we do have a big sign on the front saying no Samsungs just in case <laughs> <laughs> that took me a second <laughs> oh my gosh we always remove batteries anyway but just in case let's not start any fires here <laughs> Uh, uh, this is amazing. So basically, you kind of have a um, Liam situation, like an Apple recycling or uh, the, the, you know, the machine. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. What, what's um, Apple's new, like the little sister of Liam? Daisy. Ah, yes, Daisy. Daisy. <laughs> I, I, I was really stoked uh, about, about that. Um, not because I like watching these beautiful little machine robots that live in our pockets uh, (laughs) be destroyed, but uh, being able to recycle them responsibly. um, I I know that there's a lot of controversy and um, about where Apple gets like conflict minerals and stuff like that. But I I kind of feel like the devil, you know, is still better than Samsung. I, I, I don't know. Well, Do you, I, mean, I mean, personally, I'd say anything's better than having a potential hand grenade in your pocket. And I know yep, that, that yep. was probably like a one-time thing, but 
still, it, it's a little bit hard to trust a company after they've accidentally sold a bunch of people basically hand grenades that blew up cars and set oh. stuff on fire. Legally. Yeah. It's, you know. Wow. Oh, boy. <laughs> Usually you need regulation to do stuff like that. Legislation, like licensing. No. No. I actually didn't. I, I thought that was a thing that did not happen in, in your neck of the woods in Europe. I thought that was they were only sold in the U.S. That's I, th- I think they were only sold in the U.S. OK. As all, like, you know, we live in uh, the 21st century. It's not like if something's only sold in one country, I can't get it in another. See, piracy. Yep. <laughs> you know, it, it's possible, you know, anybody in any country can get anything they want if it's being sold somewhere. They just need the right contacts or money so they can travel and go get it themselves, you know. <laughs> it's not like you're going to stop people just by putting a geolocator on things. <laughs> I so it it sounds like you are iOS only then, or or rather um, Apple centric in sort of the ecosystems you, you you use to automate things. Primarily, yes, I have a Windows machine at work, uh, a virtual machine. I should add, uh, not a physical <laughs> Windows machine, uh, and so that that's great because I can remote into that from any machine. So if I'm if I'm at home and I want to work from home and I didn't bring my laptop home with me, I've got a MacBook adorable at work. Then I can remote into the Windows machine and I can still do everything from there. Um, most of my automations do run on Mac and iOS, uh, just because, especially anything that happens at work uh, due to data protection. I work for a university. There's a lot of student data and staff mm-hmm. data floating around. Uh, there's no way that we're farming that out to any cloud. It's got to stay on our servers, on our machines. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty limited in that respect. Um, and honestly, there's a lot of stuff missing on the Windows and Android side for automation. I have been looking at Microsoft Flow, which looks pretty awesome if you can do internet-connected things. It's a bit like this, if this and that, or Zapier. Sorry, Zapier. Zapier. It's like happier. Um, <laughs> and, it took uh, me years to realize that it was Zapier. Yeah, yeah, I'm still relearning that. Um, <laughs> and so that's pretty cool. And, you know, there there is some great stuff that you can do. There's applications like AutoHotKey, there's Tasker on Android, and I really want to play with them. But in some ways, it just feels like they're not as powerful as on Mac and iOS, um, especially like replacements for Hazel. Like I haven't found a good one on Windows at all. I found a couple of like rubbish ones that are just like, oh yeah, if this file has this exact name, then you can move it here. It's like, well, great if I always name my files in exactly the same way, but um, I'm, I'm not a robot. I, I do have some flexibility in how I name things. Or rather, <laughs> the automation applications that are set up to name things may not have been set up in exactly the same way. <laughs> That's always something that has shocked me um, because I also am primarily an Apple user and I I have dabbled with the Android, like in the Android waters, but I was shocked. Like, sure, you can customize all the wallpapers and your icons and stuff, but in terms of like robust computing, it's eh, meh, meh. I, I'm kind of like torn on it i'm I, i'm not a huge fan which is I, I wonder if part of the problem is because the tablet experience on android is just generally mm-hmm. not as good as an ipad experience because i mean we have an android tablet here at home and uh, i bought my ipad i bought my ipad a boyfriend yeah that was a good idea <laughs> i bought my boyfriend an ipad <laughs> so, my ipad both has a boyfriend and uh, my my boyfriend has an ipad they're they're actually the this connection in there somewhere I'm sure of it. Um, uh, but uh yeah so i bought him an ipad just because the tablet that we have the android like it, it 
I mean, it is, to be fair, glued to the wall. Not, like, permanently glued, but it's stuck to the wall with sticky stuff. So you can peel it off. Uh, and it's there for controlling lights, checking the weather, mm-hmm. like, tram times, things like that. It's great for that. But it was, like, looking at it, it was just like, where are the good apps for this? Like, these don't look nice. Like, where is the user experience? Like, it, it just felt really weird. Whereas the iPad, like, I gave it to him and I didn't give him any instructions. And within, like, a couple of hours, he was, like, just reading some documentation on it. It was like... All right, there we go. Whereas I'm still trying to figure out like how I can rearrange the widgets on the home screen as the Android (laughs) tablet, which I mean, I know how to do, but every time I try and do it, it feels like something's changed there and it's working slightly differently. Um, So yeah, I'm wondering if perhaps that's got something to do with it. Also, Android's kind of fractured in many ways just because like Samsung's got their own flavor of it Mm -hmm. and so on. So it's if if you Google like Android, how do I do this? You need to like add sometimes like the, 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 the company like samsung and sometimes you even need to add the exact device um, i've had to add the serial number it's kind of bonkers yeah right Hmm. you know come on we want to make these things automated and easier for people to use not more difficult otherwise people are literally going to have to be robots to hold all the manuals for all of these different (laughs) devices in their head Well, that's a good segue into talking about home automation. Uh, you you have one, you know, glued to your wall. Uh, but w- mm-hmm. what sort of uh, do you do you have a robot house? Are are you in on the Internet of Things and smart home stuff at this point? Yes, and I love it. It's Yay! so good. Like I, I'm sitting at home in the evenings, and the lights just turn themselves on when the sun is set enough that you're starting to think, ah, oh, I should like move and turn on the light, but I kind of can't be bothered to move, and then the lights just turn on, <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah, I did that. Ah, oh, that's nice. And like I've set it up, so we bought some things. Uh, they're called Logitech Pop Buttons. Uh, basically, they're kind of like well, they're a button, uh, so you can press it once, press it twice, or press and hold. And so I bought a couple of those, and we started them in logical places like next to the front door there's one next to the bed and it's so good being in bed and just pressing one button and all the lights turn off like it doesn't matter if i forgot that light over in the corner anymore because it's a philips hue light so i just press the button it turns everything off and it's like oh yeah this is this is nice (laughs) well especially when you're tired and feeling lazy and you like just got into bed and it's like oh yeah that light that i can just see like if I couldn't see it, then I'd just ignore it. But yeah, I can see it. Well, I can just press a button now and turn it off, which is really nice. So. I am also uh, a big fan of the Hue products, as are my cats and my wife. Um, <laughs> because just, and not only, you know, um, making sure that it, it, it like slowly, nicely wakes us up on time instead of a blaring alarm. Um, and our cats know when we're coming home because uh, we've got... Um, the like a location. Oh, I don't even mm. know if this geofence. Is, yeah, the geofence was that before the HomePod came out, or yeah, yeah. But you needed an Apple TV, or um, well, now you can do it with a HomePod instead. But you needed an Apple TV or an iPad that would live at home to work as your HomeKit hub. I believe is the uh, correct term. Yes, I think that's what I did. We had a we had a hub, um, and that hub is I I. 
I did buy um, some caps for my iPad because I hadn't, you know, iPads last a really long time and I just had an extra iPod, uh, iPad Air 1 um, floating around. So now they play their little um, cat games on it. Uh, That's perfect. I, I'm normal. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. Totally fine. Can, um, I, can I borrow one of your cats? Because I, I've got three iPads running around this house. So <laughs> it feels like I need a cat to go with it, right? <laughs> or some more boyfriends. You never know. You can, I don't know. I think might get might get a little bit upset about that. You know, just a feeling of it. Then, do you just use um, hue lights and um, the like uh, Apple Home stuff, or have you gone into the Amazon Tube friends of products? Because before the HomePod, I I was actually all in with a bunch of Echo stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I bought a Sonus One uh, oh. last October because I heard they were going to do AirPlay Two, and I thought, well, even if they don't do AirPlay Two, then there's a Sonus app, and I hadn't used it before. And to be fair, it's not my favorite experience, but I was like, it's, you know, I can play music on it, and you can do alarms, and then you get the the Amazon Lady built in as well, which I love to use. Other people not so much of a fan, hence the buttons. Um, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, and it's really nice. I mean, I don't really tend to use it for home automation. So it's like there's no real controlling of lights, controlling of music, obviously. Yeah, playing, pausing, skipping, etc. Um, but it, setting kitchen timers while cooking. Oh my gosh, sorry. That, I know it's yep. such like it's 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 a thing, and everyone's like, oh my gosh, the HomePod can't do multiple timers. Apparently, it's coming. It will be able to do multiple timers. But that is just such a handy tool. And uh, my boyfriend's mostly an Android user. He's got an Android phone, uses Windows um, desktop. So we've got it hooked up to Todoist. So if I go, Mm. hey, lady, add this to my shopping list, it lands in a Todoist list, which is shared with both of us. And that is really, really nice. So I'm adding stuff to the the shopping list. And he's in the supermarket going like, why did chocolate just get added like 16 (laughs) times? Like, what is going on here? It's like, I really want chocolate right now. Trying to drop a hint here. You're definitely a bigger person than I because when I started dating my now wife uh they had a <laughs> they had a droid phone and <gasps> about 6 months later that was no longer the case <laughs> well to be fair, was, uh, mm. my boyfriend started out with a windows phone oh boy well yeah, so, oh, so he's getting there. There, there were upgrades involved here. There were upgrades involved. He still complains <laughs> that the screen is too big on the phone because uh, he has like a four and a half inch Nokia Windows phone now. And it's like he's got like a five and a half inch Android. And he's like, it's still too big sometimes. It's like, yeah, just get over it. You know, you it, like, it's all right. He has clothing with real pockets. He's exactly. not allowed to complain about the size of his phone. Oh, my I, on gosh. the other hand, have to like go shopping and be like, okay, uh, <laughs> well, um, this does not have pockets. And then uh, I was shopping the other day and I found this dress in London. And I was like, oh, my God, it's got pockets. Purchase. <gasps> oh, so, I had yeah. the same experience recently. I was in London and European sizes. I Like uh, Americans, there's this somewhat of a fallacy that we are a lot bigger. Um, but, uh, but I am indeed a lot bigger. I'm a gigantic polish yeti um which i totally own and i can i can find well-fitting women's clothes but uh i was in the uk and in london for some reason gap has way more reasonably priced and fitting uh, men's clothes so i bought a bunch of men's shorts that fit me very well i am like a good idea I am drunk on pocket power right now, and it's... it's I am so freaking jealous of you right now. 
Yeah, oh, like, yeah. Robots need pockets, right? Everybody needs pockets. I like, know. You've got to put like that awesome like what what is it the BB-8 has on his arm? He's got like a he's got some kind of angle grinder. He's got a lighter. Yeah, I think he's got a drill or something on there. You know, you got to store those pieces somewhere, right? Like exactly. Yeah. Ah, oh, and I mean the argument is is that uh, like um, most women or feminine people wear uh, have purses or wear wear something and I'm, no we no, have those no. because uh, some designer <laughs> at some point said oh but if they put stuff in pockets it'll ruin the lines of this fabulous clothing that I've created to which oh. my response is design clothing where I can put stuff in my pockets oh so. <laughs> good good old patriarchy mm. Mm. yes. Now, I have to say, I, I found some great dresses over here, which have got pockets, and they're really nice, and they're not too tight, they're not too short, they're really comfortable, they're practical for wearing in insanely hot and humid temperatures. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, every time I, buy, I find a dress and it's got pockets, I just try it on. And it's like, even if I don't like it that much, I'm tempted to buy it just because of the pocket situation. So, yeah. I'm sure we have many, many fashion industry people listening. Please, please. Uh, we're, I, I still live in a capitalist system. I will throw money at you for dresses and pants <laughs> that have reasonable and, pockets. And when the future comes, we, we will help you improve yourself into a real cyborg. <laughs> exactly. We'll, we'll, we'll help you. We'll make smart purses. I'm not against it. I'm really not. What, so what do you hope for the future of automation and artificial intelligence and I guess computing in general? Uh, that it becomes really accessible to everybody. And I don't just mean accessible in terms of disabilities, that obviously it, it needs to be accessible for people with disabilities because mm -hmm. it's those people who actually can rely on things like workflow to grab an article from a web page and just grab the text from it and then read it aloud to them instead of perhaps having to rely mm -hmm. on a screen reader, which maybe if this web page isn't set up particularly nicely, it's it's not going to do a great job with that for them. Um, but just that it becomes easy for everybody to, to, to use. And I think like Apple's done a great thing with shortcuts, like they're building it into the operating system as one-step things, and then you can download the app from multi-step things, which is really nice. And I think that's really good to get people going. And I'm very much hoping that Google jumps on board as well and includes that in their next version of Android or something similar. I, I don't care. I really don't care if they end up like they're ripping off Apple again. Like, no, they're they're catching up because then Google will create a feature and then Apple will copy it at some point or you know mm -hmm. have something mm -hmm. very similar. And if if it's on one operating system, I hope it spreads to all operating systems and that we get it on the Mac and then we can get it on Windows and on Linux as well. And then everybody has this amazing power at their fingertips everywhere, so that we can all automate things and then sit back drinking coffee or whatever your beverage of choice is, alcoholic or non-alcoholic. I won't judge. Uh, well, you're computer does your work for you because that's that's the dream absolutely and and i want to plug the um accessible podcast that steve aquino and timothy buck have started because uh, wow i mean apple has always led the way in terms of accessibility i know that we're big apple fan people here but it's relay fm what what do you expect <laughs> really <laughs> and um it it's shocking really how many accessibility features i use on my phone myself um be because i i think apple is slowly realizing Accessibility is it, 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 it's all across the spectrum, and I'm really excited that they're continuing to lead the way. Like you said, um, I I just want people to be happy and use their dang devices that we pay so much money for. Our beautiful shiny toys, love them. Yes, 
Yes. I I have I feel sometimes it's like a Trojan horse. Like Apple just built the stuff into the operating system. Like mm-hmm. if every, every operating system had all of this stuff built in from the ground up, then other app and built in frameworks so that applications could just sort of like grab hold of it and be like, by the way, like here's a list of my menu items. Let's make it super easy. That you know, I, I know that in general operating systems nowadays are pretty accessible. They're not perfect, nothing is, but you know, they're fairly good. Um but you know let's let's just keep improving on this because you know nobody knows if one day they'll wake up and maybe they've lost their sight or maybe they've mm-hmm. just got a temporary issue and they've lost hearing in one ear and things mm-hmm. like that and so they want to switch their headphones to mono or maybe you just tired and you've got a headache and you just need to increase the font size on your screen so that you can get this last email done and send it so that you can go home and relax and get rid of that headache yep you know, there's all sorts of reasons for needing accessibility let's just make it easy for everybody One of my favorite features in iOS 12 that's coming is the ability to use, correct me if I'm wrong, um, but your AirPods as sort of a a hearing aid and your iPhone as a microphone. Just Mm -hmm. And it's just a subtle, nice thing. And people, perhaps hypothetically, my dad, who is, I I guess, a younger man and who who is still is just too stubborn to get a hearing aid. I'm like, why don't you want this? This is this is so cool. (laughs) Like you have the technology. You're one of the few Americans who are privileged to have healthcare. like get on it. But um, now he's he has decided, oh, this is cool. Oh, yeah. Awesome. So I I love the destigmatic. Wow. I love that Apple is just taking away a lot of the stigma and bringing enthusiasm to accessibility as well yes and the the, i think the feature is called live listen you know that's so powerful even for people who you know who do use hearing aids and are willing to admit that maybe they do need a little bit of cyborg help um you know that's that's something that you know a lot of people could use i could have used it today actually when i was in a meeting and i kind of needed to go to the bathroom but i also needed to listen to what was being said if i thought about it i would have just pulled out my airpods and been like i'm gonna be right back but i'm still listening uh i did not think of that and that would probably have creeped a couple of people in (laughs) meeting out in some ways it's maybe good that i didn't think of that uh but uh yes you know that that feature is going to be so powerful for so many people that's i'm very much looking forward to that and seeing what we can do maybe like include the home pod in that as well so you can have the home pod listen uh to something that's going on and then you can use your airports maybe in another part of the house or just actually use your airports to listen to whatever's happening on the home pod for accessibility purposes so maybe you've got a home pod for somebody in your house and then and maybe if you're hearing impaired temporarily, permanently, um, then you could hook your AirPods up to it. And so that you can also hear what the other person is hearing is hearing it. Um, that would be really, really cool. That's that's such a good idea. I'm very excited. <laughs> All right. I have uh, one, one less, last question that I'm curious about. What is uh, currently your favorite robot or... Um, like low level artificial intelligence hmm that's a tricky one uh definitely not google's capture because they keep making me verify bridges every <laughs> single time and it's like oh my gosh no 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 uh i mean i know they're they're feeding their uh their self-driving cars with that um hmm I mean, if if you if we were just going for robot, then the little BB-8 robot that you can buy from Apple and control with your iPhone. Oh, so I adorable. I love it. Yep, I have the. 
I have him, and uh, again, it's it's primarily a cat toy at this point. But it's oh, do do you use any of the sort of um, starter programming features that are built in? I I don't actually own one yet. I keep going to the Apple Store here in Vienna and playing with theirs. Um, and I think at some point they're just gonna be like, look. Like, can you just like buy this or leave? <laughs> uh, they're, they're, they're absolutely lovely people. I've not got that vibe from anyone yet, but like they're, they're starting to recognize me when I go in there, which is kind of worrying. Um, so, uh, but yes, I, I really want to buy one because then you can use it with Swift Playgrounds and that yep. is pretty cool because then you've got this really cool toy that you can play with and then you can also make it do stuff. What I really want to do is like stick a magnet to its head so I can like send it to fetch something for me and then oh. bring it back. That's yeah, because it well because it has a magnet built in for the head. Well, you've you've seen it, and mm-hmm. if you reverse engineer that, oh, that's brilliant! Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> like you can send it, and it can just be like junk grabbing something. I mean, ideally you would use an electromagnet, but I could make it work just a magnet. I'm sure. And I'm, I'm not so into the hardware myself that I could pro- write like wire up my own electromagnet into the BBA without killing the BBA. That oh. would be slightly Yeah, and that would be just tragic because it's adorable. It's so cute. Oh uh, yes. Wonderful, wonderful answer. Where can people find you on the internet right now? Uh well I am at Rosemary Orchard on microblog and Twitter if you want conversations about chocolate travel crazy stuff. Um and general random thoughts. Uh, if you would like something more automation related, I'm at rosemaryorchard.com where you can find links to Automators FM, which is my Relay FM podcast with uh, David Sparks, Yay! all about automation. And I also have a little website called Automation Orchard where you can find tons of resources all about automation. So if you if there was that thing that was about automating Dev and Think with workflow, uh, you're not quite sure where it was, well, you'll find it. That was on Mac Stories, by the way, Federico Vitici doing a great job as always. Um, but it's the idea is to help you find resources about automation so you can cyborg yourself up. Well, your podcast is now currently my favorite podcast, um, and it gives me fun, like uh, biweekly homework assignments and <laughs> yes. or, or fortnightly rather, because <laughs> yes, I can't. Yes. Well, that was the idea. We were like, well, if people really want to get into this, they can, you know, they can go home and do a little project. Or if you just want to download the stuff that we've talked about and just use it as is, you can do that too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. And currently, my favorite uh, thing you've shared in terms of automation with Drafts 5, my favorite iOS app right now is um, automation with uh, OmniFocus tasks and projects. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I was just you waiting. You very welcome. <laughs> I made it because I was like, I need this. I really need this. Like, help me make this. And I was like, wait, I don't need help. I can do this. And then maybe somebody else will use it. Like, you know, even if just I use it, I was like, it's a good start. And it turns out there's a lot of people who message me and they're like, oh, by the way, could you add this feature? Or like, oh, this is so useful. Well, it's like, yes, I made something that is helpful. I like making things that are helpful and useful. You can find me on the internet at Alex Cox, uh, spelled C-O-X, not the other way, and <laughs> our robot friend on Twitter at RoboismFN. Um, they'll always let you know when an episode is coming out or share some of uh, Savannah and I's uh, favorite articles. Um, and we would love it if you supported us or our other friends, or perhaps automators, uh, on, on Relay with their membership program. You can find that at relay.fm slash memberships. Um, and this has been another episode of Roboism. Thank, Thank you, you for, for listening. listening. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go with that. I think it was good because you went down. Perfect. I went up. Perfect.
Oh, man.